I'll just I'll I'll really butcher it into just one. And it, it, look, it's based on um, <laughs> based on this book. <laughs> I've got my bookshelf right there. I could almost just grab it. Um, yeah. But it's like so. It's basically the Dream 100s a concept. It was um, this guy. I think his name was Chet Holmes. Uh, he's no longer alive, but he he founded this concept. And it's like it's almost just like ubiquitous as like the 80-20 principle. It, but it's yeah. like um, you just find that people who are the most successful at whatever they achieved, they followed this dream 100. And it basically, yeah. basically what it is, is like you work out what your business most needs um, and you yeah. just define the top 100 things it most needs and just go do them right now. It sounds very basic. Let me just give you an example. Okay. So, for example, yeah. what um, uh, I think he did a case study in his book on, I think it was Steven Spielberg who... Um, you wouldn't know it unless you've actually looked into his story, but he started off as no one from what I understand. Um, and yeah, it was just a film student. Yeah, like had uni. nothing and breaking into one of the most competitive industries and becoming one of the biggest figures, it's it's like there's right. something there. And this happens with um, businesses, like with, with like people who get picked for talent, all this kind of stuff. What they do is they have like, um, say, say in the film industry, like mm-hmm. what are the top like i don't know what the goal was but like say the goal was to like land or, or say it's an actor land a top a grade film role to be in right yeah. um what they do is they go who are all the people who land who, who pick people for films you know who are all the yeah. producers and all that kind of stuff they yeah. put out a hundred of them in priority order of what they would want right yeah. and they just they do in um traffic secrets he talks about that you can do two things from there once you need to know what you want to do that's the first step you get that list now um because like the revolution in marketing is going from get your first 100 customers which is important but you know the next step is to get your get your get your 100 distributors right so what are the top 10 podcasts 10 youtube shows 10 email lists 10 blogs 10 shows um where your audience already is and you get two options then right you either buy your way in or you earn your way in. I believe the buy yeah. your way in is the CAC, right? Yeah. The earn your way in is the mystery part, right? Yeah. You either earn your way in with an awesome experience and word of mouth yeah. or a built-in referral program or affiliate program or or you earn your way in just by doing what Spielberg apparently did where he literally just emailed them and sent them letters and packages like on their birthdays and all this kind of stuff yeah. and, and just started. He literally just was just like locked on to how do I get these people to notice me and... Yeah. Uh, to the point where, um, you know, and, and people have done this, like people have got onto like, um, you know, Tony Robbins email list and, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey show and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that by just working their way in. They paid millions. <laughs> but it's like, um, but there are ways to work your way in without yeah, no, spending yeah, money. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I love how the model rewards creativity. Like I saw this um, crazy thing Russell Brunson did to try, I can't remember who he was trying to get in with, but he, it was like this card it was like a birthday card, like a, it was almost like a hardcover birthday card and you yep. opened it up. Right. And I don't know, like this is a new thing. It's probably going to be big soon, but it's like, it had a screen in there, like a really thin screen. Yeah. And it was like, you preload a video, like a landing page. It's literally like a printed off funnel. Wow. Like, <laughs> this is guerrilla marketing. And he opened it up. Level. He opened it up and you know, like birthday cards where it starts playing. But it's yeah. like, it's like, hey, Tony, happy birthday. I just wanted to say, like, here's my new book and all this stuff. <laughs> and it was like, and if you do it, like, you open and close it, it does the same thing again, like a birthday card. And I was I like, that is awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, honestly, I know it, it's going back to the Gary Vee thing, but 
I think the reason that most people talk about him and I try not to blow too much smoke is he gets. I'll let you actually finish. Sorry. Go no, on. that was uh, that was what I was going to say. But I guess the concept is like um, you try and work like the on one pillar. Your goal yeah. as a business development person, as the branding person in your company, is to yeah. work your way into everywhere, right? Yeah. At the same time, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not there yet, which you will never start off there. If you, if it's yeah. going to take you five years to get in with this person, or if they say no, which they, which they will, um, yeah. You then use their ads to target and buy your way into their thing, or you run ads on their website. You pay to be ads on their podcast. You pay to yeah. go into their email list. So you either earn your way in or you buy your way in. And um, yeah. the buy your way in is the CAC and the accounting side of it. The earn your way in yeah. is this mystery number that just based on the experience and the relationships and yeah. the networking and the distribution that kind of just clicks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The earn your way is the gold. Like I always say this is I, I'm, I'm actually convinced I'm, I'm trying to get like all the data guys and everything. And I was particularly for like a GSK, like it's huge fucking behemoth. They're worth like a hundred billion euros and they just <laughs> merged with Pfizer who are also worth like 80 billion euros. I'm like we've got this 200 billion euro behemoth and they, they just own pockets of brands. Like mm. Pfizer doesn't exist, GSK doesn't exist. They've just bought products like Sensodyne, Panadol, Advil, all that shit. And um, I think what I'm trying to go is, is I'm actually convinced that the buy side never actually pays for itself. I'm, I'm mm. almost completely convinced that them running ads, if they spend a million dollars on ads, TV, Facebook, radio, newspaper, out of home, all that. I know everyone talks about digital, but I'm like, there's still value in an out of home billboard if it's placed at the right time to the right audience. It's, Holy, I, I just, it just clicked for me. I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm yeah. convinced that yeah. none of that actually, they don't actually yeah. make a return on that money. But the thing that I don't think most businesses understand, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this to a data point where I can say confidently, this is where I might go out by myself. Yeah. Your question about is the bit that I, the, the secret source of what actually makes one customer tell another customer is you can always get people to try your shit. Like it's difficult. That's where the marketing is. That's what you're doing. You're paying someone to try it. Mm. How much is it going to cost me to get someone to buy this toothpaste? But the real fucking money and the, the magic source of the whole fucking world of selling stuff mm. is how do I frame this thing to get someone to tell their mate with such authenticity, ferocity, that their friend essentially has no choice but to buy it. Now I said that that's obviously an extreme example. No one's that passionate about their toothpaste, mm. but if you had, I had a really delicious one, I was like, that's fucking baller. I'm going to buy that again. <laughs> um, but the thing I also wanted to get to, I'm, I'm contradicting myself because until I can try to figure out a formula of this, obviously it's all hearsay. We can just, mm. what do we expect? Um, but is uh, uh, Lil Nas X, the dude that did Old Town Road, you know that song? Oh, you're embarrassing me. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you, do you know the story behind that? No. So, I watched a video of him basically breaking down, like, day by day, week by week, of conception to uh, big success. Mm. This dude is the perfect example of both sides of the coin. Is I, I just want to wrap up the point. Is like, the, the cap is obviously important. You need to pay to get your customers to learn what's exciting, all that stuff. The, I personally see for most brands and most businesses, the real growth comes with the invites. So people always say, oh, how many followers do you have? What's your list? All that this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's like, oh, how can you monetize that list? I'm like, the size of the list doesn't matter. It's the people on the list and their intent and their relationship with you is yeah. 
everyone's always like, oh, this person's only got a hundred followers. I wouldn't pay them a thousand dollars to boost my, my product. What if they I'm all like, buy it? <laughs> what if, here's my question. What if that list was the leaders of all the OPEC countries and their best informers? I'm yeah. like, this is a list of the hundred biggest oil people in the world. Yeah. Now, if the owner of that list is obviously some oil expert and you've got a new drilling product, I would pay tens of millions of dollars mm. to get that dude to share authentically with his people. Mm. The side of the list authentically is the key. I heard yes, 100%. I heard that um if you pay someone to use their email list, right? And you yep. send them an offer which is in to- which is so totally straight down the line of what they want and need, right? Yeah. Um the difference between them having a pre-frame of the owner of the list saying, hey, this is my mate, this is why I recommend him, then boom into the offer. It's like 10 times as many sales. It's 100%. Yeah. I need to get a charger. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come back. Yeah. While I'm talking about little Nas X, is um, so the reason I think he's so, he's a genius. He's a fucking genius. I would hire him to run a marketing campaign any fucking day of the week. Is, um, all right, give me two secs. I will be right. Just to put this in. Alright, so the reason he's such a fucking genius is you watch this interview of him. Obviously, he might have blemished a little bit, so let's grain of salt all of this that I'm about to say. Hold up right now. So, so what he is he written? He thought he'd written a banger because he did. It's a great song. Um, I've got another bit after this as well about music. But um, he wrote this song. Before even releasing it, he went and created several Reddit accounts and wrote questions. Hey, what's that new song that sounds like <laughs> horse, horse down the road? And then with a new Reddit account, he went and linked to the future SoundCloud link or wherever he hosted it and had other like SoundCloud, uh, sorry, Reddit account boost it. Yeah, great. So like he, he preempted what he was going to do oh that's bring it back yeah because he launched on tiktok that's how he did it i'm sure he had it on soundcloud or something like that so he he knew the he really broke down the way people discover a new song that they believe they like and they're trying to explore but like do i like the song how's it going mm. and he knew that they go to fucking reddit or go to google what's that new blah 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 song and reddit because of google's algorithm has mad props because it's it's peer-to-peer information this is what google was based on is trying to add the most value to someone. They know there's no commercial thing on Reddit. Like it's people really just answering questions about shit. Mm. This dude was a fucking genius. And then he DM'd on TikTok all these big fucking names saying, hey, you can use my song, you can use my song, you can use my song, you can use my song. Because usually they have to obviously pay rights or get permission or something like that. Mm. He went and found the big people. And there was this one dude that played it who had like, I don't know, in the video, it's like a box video or something. Had like 2 million TikTok followers at the time. And he's the first dude that played it that was a big person. Yep. And then the rest is history. And I'm just yep. like, you fucking genius. I want to give him a big old kiss. Nas well X, done. he said. Okay, I'll look him up. So last bit about the music industry. I, I think this will come back to your CAC point is the best product isn't the thing that sells the most. The thing that sells the most is the thing that sells the most. Fucking Lil Yachty, Takashi69, all these fucking mumble rappers. I'm not shitting on them as people, but <laughs> we, we can, if, if yeah, X Factor, if American Idol and Australian, if those products worked, the most successful people in the music industry would only be from X Factor and they would be actually talented people. Yeah. They are not the ones that succeed. The people that are succeed get that little inside help 
mm. and they blow up. Mm. That's, I'm like, yeah, if you actually think the best product succeeds, you're delusional. Mm. It's all concept. It's, it's what does this thing make me feel and how am I, how do I associate with this product? That's what matters. It doesn't actually matter about the thing itself. Okay, that was a rant. Oh, I love that though. That was some, see, that was, this is the exact kind of stuff I want. So like, I was just thinking like, it's because in business, yeah, how someone feels is everything, right? That's like yes. the human part of branding kind of thing. Um, yep. But I was just thinking like, in t like, how does that like reconcile with like the concept of how virality is the thing? And I was yeah. like, well, it's how you make society feel. Because like those early how you people, make what, sorry? how you make society feel. Yep. Because um, it's like, when he was doing that thing on the Reddit account and he was getting it like the people who saw that first would have been those kind of people who were like, Oh, what have I found? I'm going to show my friends. They're going to think I'm cool. You know? So he yes. made those people feel exclusive and special that he's like, ah, there's the seekers. There's the early adopters. They want to discover things quick. They want to feel special. I'll give them that experience. Um, and then, you know, most of it's just trickle down from there. Cause that, you know, the, the kind of like mechanism that's behind everything does most of it for you in terms of you know the late adopters you know i heard about that song probably like yesterday or something <laughs> um yeah. but like good for years yeah. um but yeah I, I that's it's really interesting i was i wrote down virality um because like yeah. that's really interesting so it's like they're not tr trying to actually do the whole like mit business model where they're just like engineering this pro profitable sale repeatable scalable um, what they're doing is, um, and you know, what's funny, like this, this probably, um, <laughs> this is kind of like a real like tangent, but this, this kind of, if that business model, which obviously it is, is like the prevalent thought in, in, I actually disagree, but keep going. No, but if that, if that business model, um, of like, um, I, you know, last quarter we had our $10 million budget, we made $80 million cause we followed this strategy next quarter you know like and like for the, the following five quarters pr before that they've had that that's how they've been demonstrating their business like no wonder yeah. stock traders on wall street are so concerned with those ratios and figures and stuff because like they have no other way of knowing if it's profitable like so they have to yeah. so they have to be hounds on like how is the ratio doing how's this going even when the ceos are yeah. tied down they can't innovate and change because they got it they're beholden to these ratios that they've built their whole kind of business on so um, interesting. Yeah. So I want to clarify as far as I can see, um, cause clients, they're constantly like people I've never actually overtly had them say to us, like, how do we go viral? But I want to clarify as far as I can see from a marketing, a human's perspective, there are two kinds of viral there's constructed can be repeated and there's can't fucking be constructed, never going to be broken down. I don't, you could be the smartest PhD person in the fucking world. You can never predict that. Case in point, um, baby shark, impossible <laughs> to predict that. Flappy bird, impossible to predict that. I, I genuinely feel <laughs> if anyone thinks they can construct virality in that regard just because you're delusional, stop doing what you're doing. But hang on, um, hang on. So like with... with wait, there's yeah. another... Okay, keep going. No, no, you go, you go. No, you go. You okay. go, go. So I was just go. thinking, like, so in the like, I swear there's some bloody guy out there who knows how Flappy Bird, but he's not telling anyone because he did that. He did what Nas X did, but he just didn't reveal how he did it. And like, there's some kind of way. I disagree. Yeah. So, two kinds of virality is a complete fucking accident. Now, mm. asterisks on this side of virality. 
algorithms are your friends, but they're not, you can't control them. They have nothing to do with you. I mean, Google algorithm, YouTube algorithm, uh, TikTok algorithm. Like there's this new song. It's, it's like Dutch or Danish or fucking Swedish or something. And it's starting to get big on TikTok. It was a Dutch or whatever that part of the world, tall, handsome people. Uh, <laughs> it was in that language. They read it in English and now it's starting to blow up. I'm convinced that someone on the back end of TikTok is taking humongous payments and making people famous because there are these yeah. songs. So asterisk, this side of virality is complete human nature. You can never pick it up. You oh, can never yeah. orchestrate it, but algorithms will do it for you, whether you like it or not. So I'm sorry. The second mm. kind of virality, mm. which is what I think you talk, I will let you go. Don't worry. Oh, the second kind oh. of virality, which I'm, I'm convinced is replicatable, but people need to understand why people buy their shit, not why they think people buy their shit. Mm. Is uh, uh, fuck with the headphones. Um, Beats headphones. He constructed that. Dr. Dre literally went to all of his famous friends mm. and said, "Put these fucking headphones Dream on." Dream one hundred. Dream one hundred. Literally, he just gave mm. it to all of his friends who were the authentic. You're saying like the people that vouch for things. Mm. He forced them to wear it, take a photo. Obviously, there is mates. He wasn't a dick about it. <laughs> he constructed that. I'm trying to think of another example of someone that consciously grew their thing by associating it with the successful well, people. Have you heard about that snow guy who had that teeth whitening thing called snow? Um, no. Like that's, he, he's like, I think he's like 18 or some shit, like, but he's got like a hundred okay. million dollar business because he somehow got athletes to use this teeth whitening powder called snow. Like you should look at that. Founder actually did an hour long interview with him um, breaking it down, which is interesting. So um, you could just find that on YouTube, probably like founder snow, um, snow. <laughs> founder interviews, founder of snow, <laughs> but something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that and cause he was like okay. ex exceptionally young. He somehow worked his way into making that thing. And that's apparently a hundred million dollar product or a hundred million dollar revenue product yep. or something. Um, I believe him. Yeah. Yep. Go on. What were you saying? So I, I think I don't want anyone of your fans, uh, and followers to, to take away that like beats is obviously the bright shining object example of this whole thing. But there are microcosms of that is it's, um, they call it the yo-yo theory. I think it's, I think that's the action. once again, hashtag fact check me, I think it's called the yo-yo theory is it's not going to happen anymore because parents are too scared of their kids getting hurt, but it cyclically, and you couldn't predict it. Yo-yos would become massive and it would always start in one school in one region. This is all in the fucking world. And it happened on like a 10 or a 15 year cycle. There's, there's a, there's some case study. Well, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So the point of it is mm. if you or me took a yo-yo to school back when we were in year five or whatever, we would not have made the yo-yo phrase blow up. When I was in school though, there was a yo-yo phase because it's, there's one or two people in the class or the year group yeah. that could have brought the yo-yo to school mm. and made it popular. But that could also have been bouncy balls off. That kid yeah. could have brought anything to school hmm. and that is the bit you can't repeat because you're not that person. You have to find those people. Yeah. Now, one, one last bit, then I promise I'll let you go, is you can create the environment to make that happen. Hmm. I know I'm talking about Gary Vee a lot today, but he's so right is if you become the person that hosts the party, you automatically create that melting pot. Hmm. Is you may not have to be the cool kid, but as long as the cool kids exist within your world, everyone else within that party will notice that the yo-yo kids arrive. Yo-yos fucking smash. You just happen to sell yo-yos. So I think the whole point is if you're selling 
Um, oh, that was the other example. One, it's another big. You, it's hard to repeat. Is uh, Jay Z's uh, Champagne, Amon de Bunier, Ace of Spades. Is same thing. He went to all of his mates and said, "You need to put this in all your music videos." Blah blah blah. He didn't know which of those famous people were going to be the one that could have yo-yo effect, mm. but he made sure that he brought the party to all of them. He, to this day, probably doesn't know which one actually did it, but one of them or two of them did it, and then because he hosted the party, he could sustain the growth. That's right. the cat part. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can go. Take a breath. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome stuff. This is literally the, the, this is the key stuff that I'm sure they don't teach in business school, which is literally all of business and it and it's like business school is a waste of money <laughs> i agree and it's um i've done it i have and, a business degree i'm not i'm not yeah, shitting so on like it. i yeah. have part of one and then i stopped because I, I realized quicker than you no because <laughs> of, of discipline i need it i, I want to go live overseas and if you don't have a bachelor's degree oh, i'm getting there i've got the psychology going but um but oh yeah you'll get yeah. there you'll yeah of course wait. only like 18 months left but so um let me just let me just tell you you're going to write this down i know you are there's a book recommendation that literally I've read before that I just, for some reason, I was like, why the hell didn't I say that earlier? Like, this is literally a book about how to construct virality. Now, yeah. it's called... Um, Am I going to shit on it? <laughs> you are going to shit yourself when you read it. Um, okay. So, Malcolm Gladwell, The Tipping Point. Um, oh, yes. I, I have not read this, but I have heard of this book. Dude, this book literally breaks down atomically why a tipping point tips. And he talks about, like, what is it, sketches and talks about other stuff. And he's like, um, in New York, how, you know, you could get this person to wear these shoes and that person to wear these shoes. But all of a sudden, it's this random ass person who's wearing the shoes that someone's like, oh, yeah, I want and then it just catches off. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's this, he's literally got all the bullet points on exactly the criteria on how to... First of all, I just had to throw that out there just to make sure that's on here, but because um, yeah. that's that's something practical. That's practical you can do about, about this to move forward. But yeah. I, I now agree with you. I had a bit of an aha while you're speaking. Many of them, but this one is like, I agree with you now. In principle, that some virality is unpredictable, and you know why? Yeah. It's not because I don't think that I'm. Like I'm no, I'm cocky enough to believe that I could try and reconstruct someone else's virality. That's that's just my ego thing. Yeah. But it's a principle of nature, right? Tornadoes, yeah. things like that. You know, superbugs. Like these can't be predicted, right? Yeah. This is the same thing, right? We're just we're just the you know we're just the wind. We're just the whatever it is. Mm. Like you cannot predict where a tornado is going to start. You cannot predict. We can't predict weather more than two days in advance without being horribly wrong. Yeah. So this is because they call that chaos theory, I think, in quantum physics. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the tiniest little thing oh, will upset the whole yeah. equation and you can't account for all the tiny things. Therefore, randomness happens. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that is why I mean, there's, there, you will still know all the principles of virality. Like you have to have something that someone, you know, someone has to get status from wanting to participate in it, and someone has to. It has to start with a person of high status so everyone wants to jump on their bandwagon and there's something about the velocity of it if it happens quickly then it happens really quickly and all this stuff yep. um but and it, this is all that malcolm global covers in his book but um but yeah you're right there's always going to be that random thing that you can try and influence by getting your getting your network together having this dream 100 of awesome influences and things like that um mm -hmm. but you can only you'll only ever be what like at, at best you'll only ever be like 50 percent of the equation kind of thing Mm. I, I agree. Are you still going? I don't no, jump in. No. So I want to initially start by saying I'm going to shit on Malcolm Gladwell. Um, 
I, I'm sure in theory, I agree with absolutely every single thing as an individual point and as a whole point. But if you take any successful venture project, whatever the fuck you want to call it, person, and you backtrack it, all of those things will appear in their journey. Mm. However, you can't forward project it, I don't necessarily believe, because my, my first instinct is if it was that formulated, everyone would be doing it and they're not. And I personally don't believe at present, I think if we might be able to get there eventually, but like, I don't actually think that can be replicated in that, in that easy way, because like we've all tried, everyone's had the little side hustle. And like even the people that are fucking geniuses at this stuff, they flop. Um, what was I going to say? I thought I was going to say something else. I don't remember. Mm. yeah you're right like some some marketing guy at some big shoe company would have been like hey i saw the sketches thing let's do that with our shoes and they yeah um i'm yeah look and and it's not it's not me trying to say that like you know that the smartest person hasn't tried it and you got to be smarter or something because you know like you know um but there's in my mind it's like there's there's got to be a way like (laughs) there is and unfortunately i think the bit that most people don't want to hear because it sucks. It's like people that want to be good at, oh, I don't know if it's a good analogy. It's like, you want to be good at a thing so fucking bad, but unfortunately you're, as you said, 50% of the equation, I think it's less than 50%. It's like, you can be- I was going to say 75, but I just, I actually turned it down. I'm saying, like, yeah, it's like, luck is so but No, but it's like, if you could get luck. 25% of a billion dollar opportunity and you did it 19 times, statistically you're going to get six wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's yeah. you, you set up the best environment, and then you just run as many trials of the perfect experiment as possible. It's kind of like what we do in marketing online. It's like, yeah. uh, we have no idea. We just put our absolute best foot forward with all the principles possible. You know, one in three makes it. And then you just yeah. work there, replicate, you know, just yeah. like trials, trials, trials. I agree in theory, but one of the things I notice, big business mm. very rarely does the thing we're talking about, like big business, even small business, small businesses can only do what Malcolm Gladwell did because there's no such thing as a small business that went to a big business without selling more things or becoming viral. Every single business that succeeded has done that thing. Mm. But if you look at the really, really big companies in the world, like the hundred billion plus companies that don't just sell one thing, I'm talking like well ingrained businesses, almost none of them launch anything from scratch. Like looking yeah. in the advertising world, none of these agencies or these, these they're called holding groups or holding companies. They very, very, very seldom hmm. go entrepreneurship and start a new project. They almost always notice that something else is working and buy it. Hmm. Now, why the fuck do you think they do that? These are the, the geniuses of marketing. These are the biggest people. Like, like I think our company spends like, it's like, it's something like 10% of Google's revenue comes from our company. Obviously via clients, but it's a, it's a shoot. Once again, fact check me publicists (laughs) group is like, we spend billions of dollars on Google. Now, my point is, is if the fucking marketing companies knew how to actually do what they're pitching, why would they go and buy that agency for $10 million in this random far off country? Mm. This is my thing is in order to actually go from nothing to small to medium, you have to do the Malcolm Gladwell thing. And unfortunately, I don't think it's that simple. Oh, it's not simple. I'm imagining like 280 variables where anyone could kill the machine. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying is if 
someone the annoying part is is you need capital and in order you to get capital funnels. you need to either sell a lot of shit yeah or you need to have a very high paying job and unfortunately you don't get rich getting paid money you grow you have a business mm. but yeah the point i'm saying is is like i always say to people is you don't and once again i don't know where i'm trying to go with this bit is like you don't have to sell the best thing you just have to sell the thing that sells and mm. i'm trying to think of like the inventions of stuff like the washing machine